My friends, the most important thing that you or I need to know this morning is who Jesus Christ is. Everything that we'll ever do or accomplish in life flows out of that intimate knowledge, that relationship with Jesus Christ. During the season of Lent, we are allowing Jesus to explain himself to us as he offers self-profiles for us the I am statements that we find in the Gospel of John. Twice in the text that you just heard Susan read, he said, I am the good shepherd. Here in John chapter 10, we are continuing to listen to Jesus as Jesus is talking with some of the other religious leaders there in Jerusalem. He really spends much of his ministry in debate, in conflict, with some of those other religious leaders there in Jerusalem. It's really important that you know how to listen to the arguments that you find in the New Testament. The more I read the New Testament, the more I understand that Jesus Christ lived and died as a faithful, observant Jew. He was the Jewish Messiah who came in fulfillment of the Jewish scriptures, first to the Jewish people, and then we have been grafted onto that vine. So when you hear Jesus seemingly in conflict, with other Jewish religious leaders in the New Testament, please, please, please make sure you understand that what you're hearing is an inner family debate. It's not a debate between a Christian and a Jew. It's a debate between Jews. In many, many ways, Jesus lived out his ministry very much in the style of the Pharisees. There were many different ways of, of being Jewish in the first century, just like there is today. There's great diversity, and even today, among uh, those people with a theological bent, one of the things we like to do is to debate one another. And that's always been the case in the Jewish community. So here we find Jesus, again, doing that with some of the other religious leaders. Not with all the Jewish people, not with even all the religious leaders, with a, a few of the religious leaders Jesus is debating. His debate, in this instance, began back in chapter 9. We looked at it last week. We're continuing to look at it this week. And in the midst of what he's saying to these other religious leaders of his day, he lays that bomb, that audacious saying, that shocking saying, where Jesus says, I am the good shepherd, or I am the true shepherd. As I said last week, you need to understand that this whole section in John chapter 10 has Ezekiel chapter 34 in the background. And you really won't be able to receive what Jesus is saying here in chapter 10, unless you remember that Ezekiel chapter 34 is in the background. In the prophecy of Ezekiel, hundreds of years before the coming of Jesus, God spoke through that prophet, and God said to the people, 
that one day, one day, one day he would come. He, God, would come and he would shepherd the people himself. That's what you read in Ezekiel chapter 34. In Ezekiel chapter 34, you hear God saying to the people, I myself will search for my sheep and will seek them out. I will rescue them from all the places to which they have been scattered. I will bring them out from the peoples and gather them from the countries and will bring them into their own land. And I will feed them on the mountains of Israel by the water courses and in all the inhabited parts of the land. I, God says, I will feed them with good pasture and the mountain heights of Israel shall be their pasture. There they shall lie down in good grazing land and they shall feed on rich pasture on the mountains of Israel. I myself will be the shepherd of the sheep says God, and I will make them lie down. I will seek the lost, and I will bring back those who stray, and I will bind up the injured, and I will strengthen the weak. I will feed them with justice. That's what God said to the people through the prophecy of Isaiah. So for century after century after century, the, the Israelites yearned for the day when God himself will come among them and shepherd them. In that same prophecy in, I, in Ezekiel chapter 34, we see that God is speaking that he will come one day as the true shepherd because the Israelite people have had to endure the bad shepherds for so long. Jesus was actually speaking to some of those bad shepherds there that day in Jerusalem when he called to mind this prophecy from Ezekiel. And he said to those bad shepherds, those shepherds who were self-serving, those shepherds who were more concerned about their welfare than the welfare of the sheep, it was to those bad shepherds there that day in Jerusalem who knew well this prophecy that Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. I am the true shepherd. Of course, I am, just by itself, is the name of God that is revealed to Moses in, in Exodus chapter 3. So here Jesus says, I am, I am that shepherd that was prophesied to you by Ezekiel. When God said he himself would come among you and he, God, would shepherd you. I am the good, the true shepherd, Jesus says. I hope that you hear it like they heard it. I hope that you understand what Jesus is saying as they understood what Jesus was claiming there that day in Jerusalem. For centuries, they had been looking for the good shepherd to come and be there among them. One of the most beloved songs of the Israelite people, one of the most beloved songs of the Christian people, is what we call Psalm, Psalm 23, the shepherd's psalm. 
We know that it was written by David. I believe that most people, when they think about Psalm 23, they, they see a young David being a shepherd out in the fields and then writing the psalm. And that may be true, but I suspect that it was not the young David that wrote Psalm 23. It was the old David that wrote Psalm 23. Because when I read Psalm 23, it feels as if someone who had lived a lot of life was able to write such a song. I believe David, after he had lived a lot of life, both good times and bad times, was able to declare with great spiritual maturity the Lord is my shepherd, and he could talk about what all it means when you truly believe that the Lord is your shepherd. So I believe it was the old David who penned these words. The David who remembered what it was like to be a shepherd, but also the David who had lived a lot of life. The song says, the Lord is my shepherd. That is the affirmation of faith. I hope that is your audacious affirmation of faith. The Lord is my shepherd. All of the benefits that are recounted in this psalm flows out of your ability to say, the Lord is my shepherd. Some of us try to shepherd ourselves. Some of us expect other people to shepherd us. Some of us even expect the, the government or health care to shepherd us. But if you can say, the Lord is my shepherd, then you can confess the rest that David confesses here in the psalm. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd, therefore I shall not want. I don't know if any of you have trouble sleeping at night. Um, that's been part of maybe the last decade of my life. Maybe it has something to do with getting older. Maybe it has something to do with having uh, less serotonin in my system, but I have more sleepless nights than I did 20, 30, 40 years ago. And I, I, remember, I remember that it was several years ago when Bishop Larry Goodpastor called me to become a district superintendent. Exactly the message that he left on my answering machine. I'll never forget the message he left on my answering machine to... Um, become a district superintendent. The message from Bishop Goodpastor was simply, call me as soon as possible. I am calling you to join me in sleepless nights. <laughs> they started in earnest then, and they still sort of continue today. Maybe the older we get, the more we have to think about, and sometimes when I try to sleep at night, I just cannot quite turn my brain off. And that's when I don't count sheep, but I offer the simple sentence prayers or the simple sentence affirmations that can help us fall asleep in the arms of the shepherd. Sometimes I just say over and over again to myself, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Sometimes I move into a more contemporary translation. The Lord is my shepherd, therefore I have everything I need. The Lord is my shepherd, therefore I lack nothing. And sometimes doing that allows me to find the peace 
and to find the rest in the embrace of the shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. This shepherd, savior, king of ours can nourish us, can feed us with all the good things. He takes us not to simply pastures, but to green pastures. Notice he leads us beside not just waters, but still waters. Sheep are frightened by rushing waters. So the shepherd knows the sheep. He takes away our fear. He leads us beside the still waters so that we can be refreshed. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. He restores, he revives, he renews, he refreshes my soul. He gives us our life back again. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. In other words, he can lead us in the right paths. There are wrong paths in life, but he can lead us in the right paths. Later on in our series, we're going to talk about how Jesus said, I am the way, the way, the truth, and the life. He will lead us in the right paths after he nourishes our souls, refreshes us, and gives our life back to us. He gives us that rest that only he can give us. You know, sometimes we get so tired of life that even a good night's sleep doesn't seem to refresh us. We wake tired the next morning. Life will do that to us, but the Good Shepherd can refresh us, renew us, revive us, restore us. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. In this world, we're surrounded with death, disease and destruction, wars and rumors of wars. But hand in hand with our shepherd, savior, king, we can walk through the valley of the shadow of death. We don't stop and hang out in the valley of the shadow of death. We walk through the valley of the shadow of death. He will get us home before dark. And because of who he is in our lives, we can declare to the world around us, I will fear no evil. We can live fear-centered lives or faith-centered lives. In Christ, we can live fearlessly. And he, he said, For thou art with me, thy disciplining rod and their, thy guiding staff will lead me. They comfort and lead me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. God gives us so many good things. Our shepherding, saving king gives us so many good things. He provides good things for us. He anoints our head with oil. That oil symbolizes healing. That oil symbolizes the Holy Spirit. That oil symbolizes the healing that comes to us from the Holy Spirit. And then he says, my cup runneth over. I, I am basically, by nature I think, on most days, one of those half cup full kind of optimists. 
But on my better days, I realize I'm not a half cup full or a half cup empty. I'm, I'm one whose cup runs over with the goodness of God in my life. And I hope that you know that same, that same provision in your life. Surely this goodness and mercy that fills our cups to overflowing will follow us all the days of my life. This goodness and mercy is the Hebrew word hesed, one of the most important concepts in the Hebrew Bible. Hesed, it means that tenacious, loyal, covenant love where God refuses to let us go. It will follow us all the days of our life, and because of who He is, we then will be able to dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That goodness and that mercy will follow us throughout eternity. He will get us home before the dark. Have you noticed in recent years the word adult has become a verb lately? You perhaps hear some people say something such as, someone please teach me how to adult. That's how you take the word adult and make it into a verb. Sometimes you can even make it into a gerund and use it as a noun. You may hear some people saying something like, adulting is hard. And adulting is hard. To adult means to behave like an adult, to do things that adults regularly have to do. And I'll be honest with you, some days, usually at some point in each day, I get tired of adulting. Life can be difficult. Life can be hard. And sometimes life gets more difficult. Life can even get harder. My friends, we're all looking for safety, security, comfort, nourishment, peace, green pastures. I hope that you know, and I suspect that you do because you're here in this place today, that it is our shepherding God. It is Jesus Christ's presence in our life that can shepherd us. He can shepherd us beyond our wants. He certainly can shepherd us beyond our fears. Jesus is the presence of God in our life as good shepherds, as the good shepherd. My friends, I hope that you know him today. Not just know about him, but I hope that you know him today. You're in a relationship with him. I hope that, I hope that you can feel his presence right now in your life. I hope that you can feel his great affection for you right now toward you. This good shepherd loves you so much. He declared multiple times in that text, he will lay down his life for you so that he can take it up again for you. Would you pray with me? Holy Spirit, I pray that you will finish this message in each one of our hearts. Draw us to yourself. Continue to change us by your grace and help us to live as the people of the Good Shepherd.